this is the Nitro Performance Guy with just a couple things about the great weekend we just had in Dallas with the Stampede of Speed. First of all, what a great event, right? It was it was something that I think the sport needed. You know, it's something that we we've not had. Uh, I think there were there's been ideas for years about you know how can we kind of make take this thing to the next level. I mean, I'm partial. I think that what the NHRA brings is is sure entertainment uh, is not matched by any other sport. You know, period. Um, you know, where where else can you come to a place and see you know eleven thousand horsepower hot rides? You know, in each lane, bustling down through there. <laughs> you know, and and then after the run, after they pull the shoots and pop the shoots and take them back to the pits, you can walk up to the pits and see the crews taking apart the cars that you just saw on the racetrack. And sometimes some of the more nifty fans know if you go right after they run, you might be able to get a part. You know, you might be able to get a, a race used part, which is pretty cool. I don't know another sport where you could just walk up to the locker room and get a jersey that they just wore on the field. Uh, so I'm a little partial. I think we have a good value for what we offer. Um, now, as far as what the Stampede brought, uh, you know, we got fire, lights, you know, music, which is is a different kind of thing that we've not seen before. And a lot of me being one of these people that I'm about to mention, these hardcore diehard fans that, you know, they just come for the cars. They're not really there for the banter or anything like that. You might say, okay, well, that I'm okay with that, but, you know, I'm, I'm just here for the cars. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was very... Uh, very cool, and I think it was a very successful weekend by Billy Meyer and uh, the Texas Motorplex crew. I think it was very um, good for the sport, for sure. Um, and I think a lot of tracks on tour that we go to, I think a lot of them are taking notice of, of what happened here. Uh, and that's good. That's good, because that means we have nowhere to go but up. And, and entertainment value and value for your money and you know you can spend your entertainment dollars anywhere uh but you know we want to make sure that you you don't regret when you come to an nhra event and i don't i don't i've not heard anybody that regrets going to an event um so but switching gears a little bit i wanted to talk a little bit about what we saw this weekend on the track um okay so as customary with um this podcast my name is the nitro performance guy and this is the nitro performance guide <laughs> so um but we can't talk about the nitro cars without including uh our pro stock counterparts because they're wonderful that i mean that's one of my Favorite things about NHRA is, you, yeah, you come for the noise and the smoke and everything from the nitro cars, but, you know, you, you it's cool to see the levels of speed. And, you know, you, you almost add three more seconds uh, for those other cars, and you see that 
you know, we, we got a lot to offer here. And you, and you just, it kind of puts the speed of the nitro cars in perspective. And if you don't have anything to, um, you know, compare it to, there's no way we can know for sure uh, how quick those cars are. Uh, so I always like to look at those classes when I'm doing my notes for uh, for the runs. Uh, but I wanted to talk about qualifying first because it was a solid qualifying effort. Um, you know, we had uh, Greg Anderson. How, how about him? You know, becoming the winningest pro stock driver, surpassing Warren Johnson with 98 wins. Like, I've been watching this guy since I was a kid. And so to see him uh, do what he did yesterday, that was really amazing. Um, uh, but getting off topic, I just wanted to make sure I said that because he is my favorite pro stock driver. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I got that out there. But qualifying started on Friday night. And uh, we we had the stampede of speed uh, with with the under the lights and it was cool it was very cool it, there was a lot of smoke there was a lot of fire uh <laughs> planned fire as well as uh not so much planned um you know john Forrest, he had a really really big fire uh oil fire uh so we are glad that he made th- it through that you know that's just i mean he, and if anybody in funny car knows about fires it's john Forrest, you know uh, the famous, I saw Elvis at a thousand feet, you know, uh, so he, he knows how to get out of, get into fires and get out of them. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, the safety of the cars is just, I mean, what can you say about the safety of the cars where someone can have a catastrophic failure when it concerns the parts, not on the driver's part, um, I always see videos on YouTube. They're like fails and the car crashes. Like that's not on the driver. That's just sometimes how it works. It's the nature of the beast. Uh, they know the risk when they get into these cars. I mean, uh, they're quick. They move quick and they're the fastest accelerating vehicles on planet earth. They accept the risk when they step into these vehicles. Uh, and they're gladiators because, I mean, essentially they're getting on bulls and just riding them down there trying to uh, harness the, the the energy and the power of 11,000 horsepower. Uh, but I wanted to say something about that. Um, there was a lot of delays on Friday night to where, um, you know, in Top Fuel, you know, we had a lot of people, you know, oiling the track. So, you know, when they oil the track, they now, you know, deduct those points. Um, and but they got to get out there and restore traction. They got to remove that liquid because uh, oil doesn't dry up like the fuel does. If you have a fuel leak uh, when it concerns nitro, um, it it dries up sometimes very quickly. Uh, but on on Friday we had a lot of oil on the track, so that kind of pushed things back. Um, but in nitro funny car we had some solid runs oh let's let's talk about the most important thing on friday there were two qualifying sessions how amazing right uh i know i'm a big fan of the two uh the two friday night sessions because you know you come out you get your your data for the next run uh if you just have one run on friday you're kind of shooting at the hip uh and and you know, you have a, a mix of people that are going out there trying to run low AT for those little points. And then you have a mix of people trying to just get down the track and get a good baseline run to start the weekend. 
Well, when you take that first qualifying run away, you know, you don't have that. It's kind of like a mix of those two groups. Like you either come out, you run low ET, you set the world on fire and take advantage of the uh, conditions or you come out and you, you do too much. So now you've lost the run because you didn't have that run earlier to uh, learn. Uh, so it's been interesting to watch the the Nitro teams um, uh, getting getting used to this you know new one uh, qualifier on Friday. Uh, but in the first qualifier, we had you know Robert Height coming out, you know running a three ninety seven uh, zero at three hundred twenty four point nine eight miles per hour. It's good to see that car doing well again. You know um, he'll make no bones about it. He'll tell you that you know we. We kind of dug ourselves a hole. He said that a lot yesterday uh, on in his interviews. Um, and then you got Bob Tasker, who's been there the whole year, right? Uh, he comes out and runs a 398 at 323 uh, with Mike Neff over there. Uh, you know, they, they got a good car. They've always had a good car, uh, but they had a couple hiccups at the beginning of the countdown that kind of made them like, uh, you know, you kind of scary you know for them but they got a good car and every time they pull up to the line they got a good car um you know and then in top fuel we had mike salinas run a 372 329 in the first session uh and so as you know uh you might not know but i'm gonna tell you uh the run order in the first session is determined by your points so the the higher you are in the points, the uh, farther back in the field that you get to run in the first qualifying session. So that's what we saw in Q1. But with Q2, that's now a performance-based order. Uh, so if you made a good run in the previous session, you get to run in the back of the pack, and that's invaluable. You know, uh, I love listening to Alan Reinhardt talk about it. Uh, if you're running in the back of the field and you see you know, almost eight cars go in front of you or more, depending on how many are there that weekend, you get a lot of data and you can say, okay, well, this is working for them. This isn't working for them. It looks like the, the, the starting line's bald, or it looks like, you know, that shake zone is just a little bit more treacherous or, you know, the, the lane is, the groove is really thin. And if guys and girls are, you know, just pulling out of it a little bit, they're, they're blowing up the tires you know they're going up in smoke so it's good to watch it's definitely good to watch uh but in the first round we had Brittany Forrest and Steve Torrance the the two arguably the only two top fuel cars that have a chance at the championship um it's going to be fun to watch but in the first round they they put on a they put on a show 3.761 in both lanes both cars run 325 miles per hour you got a little bit higher speed on Brittany's side uh, 0.61 and then you got 0.51 in the other lane so these these cars are so evenly matched it's crazy how 10,000 horsepower vehicles or I'm sorry 11,000 horsepower vehicles can get so close you know into where we're talking about at the at the finish line inches inches it's it's incredible uh so we saw a lot of decent runs in the fuel cars uh, in the top fuel cars in the first session 
But then, uh, you know, we got to watch Pro Stock. We got to see what they're going to do for that second session. Uh, they ran some good runs. Greg Anderson comes out and runs three, or I'm sorry, <laughs> 6.553 uh, at 209, 23 to get the number one spot. And uh, that extra bonus that they had Friday night. Uh, and so that was a pretty good indication, uh, as well as Matt Smith uh, going out there. Uh, six seventy-seven two, uh, with Steve Johnson as well. Six point seven five six. I mean, you got to watch the pro stock guys to know. And a lot of the crew chiefs go up there and they watch the pro stock cars before they run, uh, because it's it's just crucial. Um, so we have Robert Height topping off, and Brittany Force going out there and running the low et of the season for the class. 3.637. Incredible. Incredible. At over 335 miles per hour. That is a barn burner. <laughs> I know that anytime it's cool out, and I know they'll make no bones about it. They'll You, you talk to David Grubnick, he'll tell you, we need to get those, you know, those other colored hats. On, on race day, not the not the yellow ones. We need to get those blue hats because uh, that means we won the race. But Steve Torrance has been has been hogging those things, uh, and th- there's been a lot of parity in the class, and that's what I love to see in Top Fuel. Uh, you know, for so many years, Steve Torrance has been dominant, and it's not because you know nobody else is trying. You know, they're just not rolling up there and just throwing the race to Steve. It's because it's just working more efficiently and more consistently for those Capco guys. You know, it's it's amazing to watch. It's historic. I mean, in my in my life, I've seen a few top fuel drivers get on tears like this. Tony Schumacher, uh, the winningest top fuel driver. You know, uh, Larry Dixon back in you know the early two thousands when he was doing it. You know, with Miller Lite. You know, it's it's cool to see, uh, but I also love the parody. I love seeing uh, the independent cars coming out, the Trip Tatums coming out and rolling down there, rolling 70s up there on the board. That has a great car, you know. Uh, you got your Justin Ashley, which I've been telling, you know, a, a few folks to watch him because he's going to get off the line. And finally, yesterday, we saw someone beat. Steve Torrance and it was very exciting it was a very close race uh, I posted uh, a little highlight reel on my Instagram uh, at Nitro Performance Guy um, and it was just a great great day of racing uh, Funny Car has been so competitive all year it's been like pro stock uh, you know, Ron Caps called it that in, in Norwalk. Oh, it's like pro stock out there uh, where you got these 11,000 horsepower vehicles and you got like eight people that are can contend for the title. It's great. It's amazing. Now that was then. <laughs> now we're having, we're starting to see some separation. I mean, we got Matt Hagen into his second straight final. Uh, he, you know, won the final in St. Louis over Bob Tasker. Uh, you know, so we, we're seeing the the separation, but at, as, as we're also seeing that it's not over yet. 
And you got a lot of drivers in the field that aren't just going to give Matt Hagen the, the title. You know, they're going to make him work for it. But and I, as I said on my buddy's show a couple weeks ago, Darren, how you doing, buddy? Shout out. Um, that anytime that that Dickie Venables uh, DSR Hellcat Charger funny car is on the property, it can win. And it's been running good. It's got, he's got arguably, arguably, <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> he's got arguably the best funny car on the property. Most consistent. He's going to go down the track every time. I mean, there was, uh, you know, last weekend, the first round uh, in St. Louis, he didn't get down the track. And it was almost like breathtaking because, like, oh, my God, Matt Hagen did get down the track. <laughs> but, you know, they, they might have been testing something. We don't know. But the point is he won the race, right? So it's still anybody's game in Funny Car. There's, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to write Matt Hagen the check right now. But it's he's, you got to earn it. You got to beat him. And Ron Caps did that yesterday in an extraordinary fashion. That was an extremely close Nitro Funny Car final. It was so entertaining to watch. I'm so happy um, that the fans that... Us, the fans, are getting to see this amazing, competitive, close Nitro drag racing. It's so good for the sport. It's very good. Um, but in Top Fuel, you know, I, I still say it's anybody's game. I still say, uh, you know, Josh Hart. How about Josh Hart? You know, he is a spoiler. He's here. Uh, he's not in the points or he's not in the countdown because he didn't, you know, he didn't get into the countdown, uh, but that's a competitive car, and he's made he's made no bones about it. He said, "You know, I'm here to win, and I might not be in the countdown this year, but I'm in this for the long haul." He says it all the time. He's gonna make it difficult, you know. Anytime that RNL carriers top fuel dragster lines up on the starting line, he's gonna go down the track. He's gonna go down the track. Um, so. The great thing about Top Fuel right now is that it, there are so many good cars out there. I mean, how about Alan Johnson and Mike Salinas? Like, the run he made in Q4, uh, you know, it's so nice to say Q4, uh, but the, the run he made in Q4, that 372, I think, I'm sorry, let me, let me double check this here. I just want to make sure we give the right information. Um, yeah, he runs a 371, sorry, at, at, you know, final qualifying next to Justin Ashley, our eventual race winner. So it's, we're seeing performance out of more than just our top two cars or what we would consider the top two cars, the Britneys and the, the Steve Torrance's, you know, we're seeing Antron Brown and Mike and, and, and Brian Karate, you know, we're seeing them, we're seeing a lot of cars that are coming out to play. And that's good for the sport. If we want full field, if we want competitive, close, top fuel, and nitro funny car drag racing, this is what it takes. This is what it takes. Um, it, it's it's great to watch as a fan. It's so fun to watch. Um, and it's, it's a pleasure to break it down and just take a look at what's happening. And, and and look at trends and look at the numbers and and it's gonna be 
a hell of a you know rest of the season. It's going to be an amazing rest of the season. Um, it's gonna it might come down to Pomona, you know, which is points and a half. So nobody's essentially out of this thing here, you know. Uh, you know, Robert Hyde did himself a, a favor this weekend, but you know, he didn't get past Jr. Todd. So Jr. Todd is looking good, you know. Uh, so and he knows that the time is running out. You know, we they go into Bristol next week, and that's going to be a fun race to watch. Uh, you know. I always like Bristol. It, it's a it's a, be a very beautiful racetrack uh, with that red tower. It's, I think it's beautiful. Um, it's, there's a lot of history there. I mean, that was when you know they were doing Top Fuel versus Funny Car, uh, and John Force won that. You know, that was very cool. I think they should bring that back. That's just me, <laughs> me being a fan, uh, also an analyst as well. But just it would be. It would be so fun to see modern Top Fuel and modern Nitro Funny Car duking it out. Of course, yeah, we'd still need that head start, you know. Uh, But, man, that would be so entertaining. I think that would be great. Uh, But I'm looking forward to the next race. Uh, There's a lot of, you know, good performance on the table. Uh, We didn't really break it down too much this episode. uh, But I just really wanted to kind of, you know, do a general, uh, you know, feeling of the race. It was amazing. It was so fun to watch. It was entertaining to watch. Um, we got a lot of fuel cars out there that are, are going for it. Um, pro stock is heating up, you know, Erica went out. Um, so yes, I will still talk about pro stock classes. I just don't analyze those cars like I, and, and bikes, like I do, uh, the nitro categories. Uh, but I will still mention them. Um, so with that being said, uh, this is a great, you know, first just kind of touch base kind of, uh, introduction to what the nitro performance guide is going to be. Uh, it's going to be, we're going to detail runs. We're going to break down runs. It's going to be kind of hard, uh, to see the runs, but I'm going to detail them so well, you don't need to see them. You know, I'm going to tell you what happened. Uh, this is for, this is for casual fans. You know, this is for people that just go to their one race, their one regional race. Uh, this is also for those folks that, you know, know what they're looking at, you know, when they when they look at the drag racing. This is for them, too. But I am very, very educated on these cars. I've been watching these cars go down tracks since I was 11 years old. I am 28. Uh, so I, I've been watching these cars and listening to the beautiful sound of those nitro roars going down racetracks you know, for years. So I I think it's important that, you know, we have more voices talking about drag racing because this is definitely the time to do it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a time of growth with Camping World coming on. Uh, it's great that they're on and it's taking our sport forward. You know, we got a video game coming. We have a video game coming, finally. I know a lot of the drag racers have been asking for video games, but now we have one coming. Hopefully they do it right, you know. Uh, I'm big on the sound, how the header flame's going to look, or the, or the, you know, we're going to have that, uh, the, the nitro coming out of the pipes, you know, while it's while they're idling, you know, the how's the smoke going to look, or the, or the tires going to grow right, or the chassis going to be flexed down track like they do in real life, you know. 
And we're going to get the contrails coming from the wing when, when we're in a human environment. Like, there's so much opportunity for this game. And, and I'm so excited to, to, you know, be stepping into this role here at this time in the sport. I mean, it's such an important time uh, in the sport. And I think we're, we've got nowhere to go but up. And, um, but with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up here. Um, it, it's good. I'm just, you know, just starting, just starting. You have to start, right? Uh, so I'm just here talking some drag racing. Uh, this is the Nitro Performance Guy. Uh, those of you that know me, my name is TJ. I am the Nitro Performance Guy. And this is the Nitro Performance Guy. I hope you have enjoyed the little bit of talking that I've done here. It was kind of all over the place. But that's kind of how I am. And that's kind of how these cars are. So, with that, stay tuned. And uh, we'll be right back with you with more content. Bye-bye. <laughs>